Hey, what's up? It's Rico, CEO of SourceFind Asia, and I'm back with another one. Another on the factory floor video. Today, we went to Delinda Lau's bag factory. If you saw the previous video Mike and I did, it was QC on high-end leather bags. And this was just basically an on the factory floor video on the full process of how she makes her high-end leather products. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. Of course, when we talk about bags, right, but bags are a textile and most textile factories, of course, there's automation involved. Some uh, textile factories have machinery, but it's an industry that involves a lot of manual labor, and hence the reason why a lot of factories are now moving to surrounding Southeast Asian countries like Vietnam, Thailand, the Philippines. But there are still a lot of factories in China that are able to make textile products at an affordable rate. Delinda's factory is more on the high-end side of things, so she does smaller orders for clients, but really high-end and like premium products. So very small factory, like I said, she does really small production runs, customized, all of the stuff that she does is pretty much customized, and she works with a select group of clients. So as I mentioned before, I don't want you to pay attention to the size of the factory, it's more about whether the actual production flow makes sense. So as you walk into the factory, right, like you see there's a couple different sections, lots of different tables, and each section was basically a different step of the production process. So on the left side, there was the sewing section, and after the sewing section, that leads into gluing and adhesion, and there's a drawing line, and then there's a, a section for cutting loose threads, and then there's hardware assembly, and finally the drying after the hardware assembly and painting process if that's needed. If, if you have a bag that, for example, has like a stained, stained leather, then there's gonna be a painting step after you finish um, all those other steps that I mentioned. And of course, the sort of touching up of, because bags sometimes get damaged along the way because of human error. And they have a, a like sort of QC and touch up station at the end. A couple other things that were outside of that is if you notice that there's a machine that was used to heat stamp the logos into the bags. There's a lot of different ways that you're gonna put a logo into a bag. Some people wanna heat stamp it. For high-end bags, that's probably the best way to do it because you, if you put an actual piece of metal into the bag or something like that, that could, that's prone to fall off or get damaged over time. They had another section where if you wanted to stamp like a, a brass piece of your logo into the bag, you could do that as well. And then of course, when we sat down and did the interview with Delinda, we went into her office in her office, she had a little section, it was a little bit messy, but she had a little section with a bunch of the previous samples that they made. It was like hundreds of different bags. She's customized in tandem with her clients in the past and produced. And then she had another section because she's sort of shifted not just into bags, but she kind of does smaller leather accessories. There's another section on the other side of her office that was just all the accessories that she's working on. And then of course we sat down in her in office and had an interview. So the things that were missing from this video was the section where she keeps the vast majority of the raw materials. So there's a different section of the factory, but we couldn't go on that specific day because they were mid mass production on some proprietary products that we weren't allowed to see. And then another thing that we didn't get to see was the sort of dimension cutting the so before you actually make a textile like you have like a 
sort of mold and then they cut the piece of material out of that mold. We didn't get to see that because the bags were already cut together. So we were just seeing the assembly process. So there's a couple different things that we didn't get to see prior to that, that happened prior to what we saw. But she does do everything in-house. Now, what is my opinion of Delinda's factory? Again, I said it before, it's the third time I'm gonna say that. It's a small factory. However, I think it is very organized. I think the interesting thing about Delinda's factory is both her and her husband. Her husband was like on the last table and he was one of the guys doing the touch-up on QC. Both her and her husband work in the factory on a daily basis. Like if you walked into that factory, Apart from Delinda, because she's normally like standing overseeing stuff, you wouldn't be able to tell that her husband is like one of the bosses. Like he just looks like one of the factory workers. So they're really, really invested in their products and they're working with their workers on weekends, six, seven days a week to produce the best possible bags that they can make. And then on top of that, when we went there, we were actually in the process of producing the latest version of the LJS bag, uh, probably have like a little clip over here uh, to show you which bag I'm talking about. But there was a QC issue that we had. They had ordered the wrong piece of hardware, interior hardware, and she was immediately upfront about it. And she goes up to Mike, she said, hey, you know, this is an issue. Sorry, we ordered it and we've produced X amount of bags. And she said, hey, we can completely fix this and reorder, it's just gonna take a week. Or if you can accept it as is, then that would be great. And from her perspective, she was like super panicked about it. And Mike was just like, oh, that's fine. We'll, we'll accept it as is, because it wasn't that much of a difference from the hardware that we actually wanted. So that's another aspect about Delinda's factories. It's very niche. Her husband and her work in the factory on a daily basis. And they really care about quality and they're gonna be honest. So those are the kind of things that I would look for in a factory that I work with. Some of the negatives, a little bit messy, even though the actual production process is organized, her overall factory, not necessarily the floor, but like her office space and the area where they keep raw materials is a little bit messy. So, I mean, I personally don't like that, but like it's not that big of a deal. Like, and I've, we've worked with her before, so I know that she produces quality product. I think if you are a niche, small, or a startup that wants to make high-end bags and wants to place orders of 50 bags at a time, 100 bags at a time, 60 bags at a time, this is a perfect factory for you. If you are trying to do sort of like mid to low range bags and produce orders of 2,000 units, 5,000 units, 10,000 units, this is not the right factory for you. So based off of that, I'm gonna give Delinda's factory a rating of four Hongbaos out of five. I think Delinda's fantastic. I think her factory is fantastic. She didn't pay us to make this video, by the way. Definitely check out Delinda's factory if you're interested in making high-end leather products and accessories. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Main Cheddar Podcast. If you want to reach out to us, it's podcast at sourcefinanger.com. If you want to check out the show notes from the episode that you just watched, that's sourcefinanger.com slash China. And be sure to also check out our YouTube channel, Source Financia. All one word. Cheers. Like a nigga ever left about this bitch, huh? And if life a bitch, bitch, she suck my dick, huh? And I bet she fucked the whole clique, huh? By the way, nigga, you should fucking quit, nigga. Just forget it. You talk it, I live it. Like Eli, I did it. Jokes on you, motherfucker, and I get it. <laughs> no paper hoe, but you can have some more of me. Origi, or are we speaking metaphorically? Historically, I'm kicking bitches out like Pam, nigga. Like Pam, like Going ham, nigga. Ham, me and Jigga.
And the nigga still young. When I had no kids, but I've been practicing.